Hello everyone and welcome to Daily Newspaper Analysis which is presented to you by Lawseco. Today we will discuss two articles. The first article is from the Hindu newspaper which is titled as An Issue of Lives versus Livelihoods. Basically this article talks about the plight of the migrant workers and the problems that they have to face even during the second wave of COVID-19. And secondly, we have this article from the Indian Express, which is titled as Election Commission Diminished. This talks about the role which Election Commission could not fulfill, fulfill which it ought to specifically in the elections that took place recently in West Bengal, Assam, etc. And finally, we have the News in Flash column. So this analysis has been presented by me. My name is Shiva Khan and I had completed BA LLB law degree from Law College Dehradun in the year 2019 with a gold medal. I have been a national debater and a public speaker and here at Law Seco I work as the current affairs expert and manager for free content and outreach. If you wish to connect with me you can always be there with me on my Twitter as well as LinkedIn handles. Both links are shared in the description box. With this, let's get started with the first article of the day which talks about the second wave of an another migrant crisis. So the lockdowns have resulted in termination of many jobs especially in the informal sector. Now if you think about it deeply, even during the first lockdown which was in the previous year of 2020 in the month of March, even at that time perhaps the people who were who had to face the biggest brunt of the lockdown were the migrant workers as not only they lost their jobs where they were working but also because of the lockdown it became very very difficult for them to travel back to their hometowns and in the similar situation this year also as we know that lockdowns have been pronounced in various states like for example maharashtra as well so these migrant workers are again facing problems firstly to find jobs for their basic livelihood and even secondly even if they want to come back to their hometown that has become very difficult too So if we discuss in detail about the bitter past experiences we know that the large number of migrants have begun going back to their villages paying exorbitant traveling cost now as we know that the means of transportation are not very easily and readily available and that is why firstly they have a financial crisis and to make it even worse they have to pay very huge amounts of traveling cost to go back to their homes also the scope and opportunities under the manrega are shrinking now what is the manrega we have already discussed in our previous sessions as well that it stands for mahatma gandhi national rural employment guarantee act so as the name itself is suggesting it guarantees the employments to the people specifically to the poor and the underprivileged people which will be in employment for at least 100 days in an year but we know that even these opportunities though greater amount of money was pushed into manrega so that it could pay the migrant workers better but still the opportunities and jobs under this initiative have been decreasing day by day also the growing rural distress and inadequate official policies failing to support the rural economy now as we know that we have gotten and we have some official policies which had been brought to take care of these workers or to take care that the poor do not face the brunt of the covid-19 pandemic but we need to address and we need to have this into consideration that the rural distress has not been treated or it has not been tackled very efficiently with these official policies and thus they have in a way failed to support the rural economy 
now do we know that even it was only in only agriculture in the previous year which fared well as compared to all other sectors of our economy but still if keep we keep in mind other resources which were there for example the schools the midday meals meals which were given to the little children in the schools which had a very important role in providing nutrition they were completely shut down then even other healthcare setups healthcare systems and primary healthcare hospitals they were completely into shun and they were not working very efficiently thus the rural economy has been at stake since the time lockdowns have been pronounced in the country so if we try to understand that what has been the reason behind this particular thing we need to understand that the immediate termination from jobs and no access to accommodation and no savings have been the biggest reason of this flight of the migrant workers now as we know that when we term them to be as the migrant workers definitely they travel to some other areas in search of jobs now we need to acknowledge that it is these jobs that they completely depend upon for their financial resources for the education and food of their children and various other works that they do so let's imagine a situation wherein they are immediately and without any prior notice they are terminated from these jobs so do we think that they would have any money in their hands to be, to even take care of the basic basic amenities that they have obviously not and in such a situation they lose on to their accommodation and as well as their savings as well and they do not have any significant accommodation a place to live and even no savings in hand which actually has made the situation even worsen also no attempt by the policy makers were was were made to address their issues and thus no official data about the migrant inflows and outflows is available though yes of course there were a few portals the government websites which were working in this direction but even till date there has been no proper targeted policy that would work and take care of this issue with the migrant workers and the recent official announcement of free ration of 5 kg cereals to 80 crore families is not enough now as we know that even uh, the delhi government has pronounced that it would be giving free rations to the card holders but we need to acknowledge that just the ration is it the only and only necessity of the people we know definitely food is important but it is the only thing that we need for survival obviously not and just imagine that 5 kg cereals is still a very small amount and that is why it is really not feasible to really take care of such huge problem that we are facing with the migrant workers and the migrant crisis so if we talk about that if or not any labor safeguards now as we know that we have the labor laws running in the country so whether or not any labor safeguards or such laws are there to take care of this uh, problem of the migrant workers or not so the migrants provide a flow of cheap labor to the urban centers now definitely we know that it is basically a two way process wherein these workers move from their villages towards the town and other urban areas in search of job and they also serve a very good purpose for the employers at the same time wherein they are able to get a very cheap labor uh, as compared to the other laborers which would be directly available in the city itself and that is why we can acknowledge that the wages are low than the statutory limits as well now as we know that these people these workers are, are in dire need of work so they many a times choose to work at very low wages as well and it has been seen also in various cases that the wages which were paid to these workers were even below the given statutory levels which is very much inhuman in nature however these jobs do not provide for any obligations on the employers and what happens is that using the loopholes of the law and the legal language these employers many a times 
help themselves save from any kind of uh, basically responsibility towards these employers uh, to, towards these employees or towards these migrant workers and that is why they can move out with a clean chit which definitely is not a good thing to know the migrants never had any legal status as a working population now as we know that when we talk about the periodic labor force survey and various other working population which are calculated from time to time the migrant workers are something that have not been given very due acknowledgement in these lists and that is why they are not able to avail even the basic workers rights which are given to other workers in the country but still some legal efforts have been taken up like contract labor regulation and abolition act of 1970 conferred on casual labor a legal status which provided for the registration of the contractors engaging in 20 plus workers which means that if at all there is a person there is a contractor who has 20 or more workers working under him or working for him so he would definitely have to be comply with the guidelines given in the contract labor regulation and abolition act of 1970 and also we have the occupational safety health and working conditions code of 2020 which replaced all the acts and regulations established with 10 plus workers so if at all there is any workplace that has 10 or more workers then it would also come under the ambit of this particular code but how much is it implemented in the real sense is the question of the hour On this note let's start our discussion for the second article of the day which talks about restoring the election commission's credibility So the Election Commission of India has filed a special leave petition in the Supreme Court against the critical observations by the Madras High Court So why at all we have they have signed a special leave petition and what basically is the special leave petition we will learn in this article So the provision of filing a special leave petition is available under article 136 of the Indian constitution and basically here in this case also the uh, election commission has basically filed a special leave petition to bring the notice of the supreme court now against what does the madras high court wants to bring the notice of the supreme court So basically it wants the notice to be there against the observations of the Madras High Court about its superintendence of elections murder charges calling it uncalled for blatantly disparaging and derogatory now as we know that recently the Madras High Court in one of its observations says said that the election commission basically the officers of the election commission should be charged for offense like murder because they allowed the elections to take place even in such a situation of covid pandemic and thus they must have realized the consequences of the elections and thus because now people are dying at such a fast rate they should be held with the charges of murder and that is why the election commission has gone to the supreme court via the means of special leave petition to bring no into notice this particular judgment or observation of the madras high court so it suggested that a line is drawn so that they are not reported by the media but let's understand that what the supreme court has observed in it and please note that this is not the final verdict of the supreme court but just this is an ad hoc observation which the supreme court has made so on this the supreme court has said that it is important for the constitutional bodies to take criticism from other constitutional bodies in the right spirit now this is such a beautiful observation which the supreme court has given since we know that even the election commission under article 324 of the constitution is a constitutional body and even of course the high courts under article 214 are the constitutional bodies so it has said that for best of coherence and in order to learn from each other and to take the criticism positively it is important that the 
constitutional bodies welcome such fair criticism coming from the other constitutional body and it should be taken in the right spirit now this is something which is very important because if at all one person or one constitutional body is committing any problem or it is committing any kind of wrong so it should be the duty of the other one to at least point it out now let's understand that yes in india definitely we follow the separation of powers but yet again we also follow the system of checks and balances and that is why it is important that we are allowed to do the fair criticism in order to make sure that no constitutional body moves out of its ambit or jurisdiction and thus the supreme court also said that the people have the right to know and media has a duty to report the unfolding of debate in the court of law and that is why media or people cannot really be stopped from discussing about it if at all it is a true and fair criticism this article further talks about the credibility of the election commission wherein it says that there are some serious questions which have recently been put up on the functioning and the credibility of the election commission so firstly the eight phased west bengal polls seemed overlong during a pandemic now this is a big question which also has been pointed out by various opposition parties wherein the elections generally take place in small phases like maximum they take place in four phases but the west bengal elections took place in eight phases and many a times it has been said and it has been pointed out that maybe the election commission wanted to give bjp due time to come to west bengal and convince more and more people to vote in its favor and that is why please consider that this is only one of the opinions of the parties one of the opinions of the people it is not something that is really you know uh, that is the golden rule or golden line but yes it has been a big question as to even keeping in the pandemic in mind the elections should have been made shorter as compared to the general system as well but rather on the contrary they were prolonged to an unprecedented level second the demarcation of phases and geographies appeared to favor the party that rules the center now this also is a big question which has been put up on the election commission that the demarcation of the phases as to which phases of the elections will take place when as in which constituencies will the will be the one where the elections will take place in the first place so they were somehow put in such a manner that the ones that had better chances for the ruling party that is the bjp which is there at the center had greater chances of winning the elections were conducted in those areas first maybe it could so that it could lay down pressure on the other parties or maybe it could lay down some impact on the other political parties and the voters as well so that also is a big question to be seen here thirdly during the elections it made poor attempts to ensure that the covid protocols were followed by the parties now as we know that every one of us now knows that even specifically if we talk about the bharatiya janata party so over there uh, the leader specifically uh, amit shah who is the home minister as well so when they were getting into the uh, propagation of their parties their pro- party agenda propaganda as well as when they were doing rallies for their parties the basic rules also which were to just wear a mask even they were not taken care of by these political parties and even other parties had you know when they called off for called for their uh, rallies so thousands and thousands of people gathered which definitely was a violation of the norms and guidelines of the covid-19 and that is why election commission seems to have completely ignored this particular violation Fourthly, it ignored pleas by the non-BJP parties to club together last few phases, and it did not really look into this plea as well. And it restricted it restricted shows and meetings soon after the PM cancelled his meetings. So that is why these things definitely put a question upon the credibility and unbiased functioning of the Election Commission, and where it was considered that Election Commission has to be 
totally uh, unbiased and impartial towards any particular political party but in these elections it definitely seems to have there definitely seems to have been a problem in this direction with this let's see what do we have for news and flash today first World Pulmonary Hypertension Day is today so it is celebrated on 5th of May to raise awareness about it and to make people mentally prepared to fight and be cautious of this disease so basically it is a rare type of blood pressure caused by a genetic mutation usage of drugs such as methamphetamines heart problems at birth etc secondly jagmohan malhotra passes away so he was born in hafizabad in pakistan Hafizabad basically uh, the, he was the former union minister and it started off as the third personal assistant to former Punjab CM Pratap Singh Kairon so he has held very important and key positions as well like he was the housing commission uh, of Delhi uh, development authority uh, he was the head of that and then the governor of JNK also in the year 1984 he was also a Rajya Sabha member and he had written my frozen turbulence in Kashmir so this was a book written by him so that also needs to be kept in mind With this, we are done for the day. We hope it was a good and informative session for you all. Thank you so much for staying tuned with Lossico. Please subscribe to our channels if you like this initiative.